Well, let's get started on uh, episode 29 of Utah in the Weeds. Uh, my name is Chris. And I'm Tim. And together we're Utah in the Weeds. And we have a special guest today, Shelly Ulrich. Uh, she is the social media manager of uh, Utah Patients for Cannabis and Natural Choices. That is such a great Facebook group. I learned so much in that uh that's what we're all about. We're all about removing the stigma on cannabis and teaching everything from A to Z about cannabis. How long has that group been cool. around? When, how long has that group been going there? We evolved about uh, four years ago and been going strong ever since. In fact, we were the first group to represent medical cannabis in any Utah parade. Oh, wow. What parade was that? In the Magna Parade. In fact, they asked us back twice after that. We would have done this year, but COVID. Yeah. No, I remember that actually. Now I remember reading the article. Uh, yeah. Uh, it's like, oh, there's a marijuana, you know, group in the <laughs> right? parade. It was like in the just parade. such a risky, <laughs> like, whew, you know, so that's, that's, yeah. that's cool. That's cool. That is cool. That's way cool. And now there's going to be a new uh, pharmacy kind of, you know, down yeah. toward you. Actually, I think that one is, oh, where is it? I've got it listed here somewhere. I think we're talking about the West Valley one. Yes. Okay. Yeah. It's uh, going to be open. Yep. West Salt Lake and it's Beehive Zone and they're hoping yeah. to open by the end of the month. Yeah. They're working hard down there. Yeah. So you were the first person to purchase up in Ogden or was that in Logan? It was in Ogden. Yeah. Do you remember what you bought? I sure do. I bought some Sunday driver flower and it was amazing. <laughs> that's like the most popular flower everybody talks about yeah i haven't i haven't i definitely haven't tried it i but everywhere i go it seems like we run into people that sunday driver sunday driver i was talking yeah. to a patient yesterday that was talking about how it was a good uh, afternoon he he suffers from a lot of chronic pain mm -hmm. and it was a good afternoon relaxing um like after the yard work when he I think his hips were hurting or something. Definitely. It's an indica leading and it has a good terpene profile on it. So how did you get into cannabis in the in the cannabis world? Now let's go um, way let's go way back here, Shelly. Well, how, okay. far, how far back do you go? Well, I had my recreational time as a youth. Then in the late nineties, I woke up with searing pain in my sinuses. And a double earache, they didn't know what was going on. They treated me with antibiotics, thinking it was sinusitis. Then when it came down to it, uh, neurologists figured out that I had atypical facial nerve pain or uh, trigeminal neuralgia. And from there, I didn't tolerate medicine at all. Uh, side effects really got to me. So the biggest turning point, I would say, for me after all my diagnosis, because I've also been diagnosed with fibromyalgia, degenerative disc disease, and facet disease, and I've had a five-level fusion in my neck from C3 to T1. And uh, my aunt that was dying of cancer about three years ago, she had moved to Washington to be with her son. And she was the one that gave us this beautiful day when we went up to visit her, and she took me to my first uh, dispensary. She gave me what was left of her cannabis oil to see if it would help me. And it turned the road for me into learning everything I could find because concentrates really were what hit the pain the best for me. And this is from the trigeminal neuralgia or from the, the fusion? Now it's all of the above. <laughs> sure. 
Yeah, because it's just been one thing after another through the years. And ironically, the first time I ever poked spoke, sorry, publicly with cannabis through my group was the same day as my aunt's funeral, which I thought was quite poignant. She was selfless and giving to others. And that's what I put myself towards with the group in helping others understand and learn about cannabis. That's cool. You're, you bring up a very, like something I'm fascinated with, and that's the trigeminal neuralgia. And yes. I've known a few people with it. For those of the listeners who don't know, the trigeminal nerve comes across your face. Mm-hmm. So it comes in just above your ear into your face and then splits into three yeah. and goes across your, like your eyebrow, your cheek, and then towards your chin. And I have heard they discuss trigeminal neuralgia as like the suicide disease. Right. Because it is so painful across your face, the nerve pain, that people that, that can't stand it. Yeah, it's easier to ignore pain sometimes when it's in a different region in your body. But when it's in your head and it's just pounding and it never goes away, it is debilitating. It's a horrible, horrible thing. And I've, but, but the, uh, the other thing that we were talking about, uh, about trigeminal neuralgia is it seems like balms tend to help. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Bombs, I I especially am putting it all the time at the base of my skull and on my neck and at my temples. It helps tremendously. Now, I've never used balms or any of the creams or anything. I mean, what kind of feeling? I mean, does it kind of numb the area a little bit? Yep. It's a numbing sensation. And uh, I've actually gotten into learning how to produce my own medicine. Um, We're going to have a guest do a whole bunch of videos on our group. Her name is Nicole McGeary. She would have been dead a year and a half ago, but because of cannabis, she's thriving. And she has found, like many patients that are on a budget, that you can't go out and buy the pre-processed medication. So she's learned how to to infuse oil. And once you've done that, it is so multi-purpose. You can use it as a sublingual. You can use it as an edible in capsules. You can cook with it. You can put it on your skin. And it works just like the creams and balms that you can buy in the store. In fact, you just mix it up with a little bit of coconut o- uh, oil and you've got a nice cream. That's awesome. It, uh, yeah. It's funny yeah. you bring that up. Have you either of you heard of a, it's called the Levo, L-I-V-O? It's, oh, I've got one. Is that what you, do you have one? It's like a coffee maker that you stick your, it looks like a coffee maker, but you stick your yeah. uh, already vaped uh, uh, flower in there and, uh, and, yeah. and it does your oil, I guess, really. So you love it. Oh, I love it. I have a Levo two. I like the second version because it also decarbs your flower. If you haven't, uh, already vape bud, if you don't have that, it will do your decarb for you and then process it. And it has a magnetic stir inside that will rotate it as it's processing. It's amazing. Have you, have you oh, ever, wow. s- have you seen this thing, Tim? Yeah. So we've been looking at bringing in a decarboxylating thing for some of our patients who want to make their own oils. And man, this one looks like it uh, looks like an espresso machine. Yeah. 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 Kind of right. It's right next to my uh, K-cup machine. So (laughs) (laughs) that's funny. Don't grab the wrong cup. That's (laughs) right. Or maybe just add the two together. (laughs) It seems like, I mean, it's such a great way to make your product go further. I mean, it seems like you can get, you get twice as much use out of it. You do. You really do. 
for the price, you can spend $80 for up to one ounce of oil at the store, or you can process one cup of oil and it's just going to cost you for what you would purchase seven grams for, because that's about the minimum I use for a one cup process. Okay. That's interesting. I'll keep that. Wow. And how do you, I mean, I guess you might not have ever gotten your, uh, your oil tested, but what do you think compared to like another oil? Do you think that you're getting, I don't know, it's hard to say, you know, 10, 20 milligrams a milliliter or whatever it is, or an ounce. I don't know. They actually have potency calendars or calculators, sorry, that you can put in the amount that your flour was and it will calculate how much you're getting per tea and tablespoon. No kidding. Oh, wow. Yeah. So it's really come down to just plugging in the numbers into your calculator and how much you're taking. That's pretty cool. Yeah, the sublingual is the only thing that can even get me out of bed in the morning because I wake up so sore. And I just start my day with that, do it every couple of hours, and then supplement as needed. I find a lot of patients do a layering effect throughout the day, especially as the sun goes down and the pain comes up. Oh, yeah. So, okay. Now, how much do you think you're using? Like you're you're getting up in the morning, you're using in the morning, you're you're consuming again, always the same method? Yes. Well, always. no, not always the same method. Like I said, it's kind of a layering. I'll use my dry herb vaporizer to supplement during the day. If it's a really bad day, I'll make up a few capsules and do it internally because that will last a lot longer once it kicks in. Uh-huh. So I'm using the base oil. In fact, I've even poured it in my bath. Like you can buy the fancy bath bombs. You can just pour your oil in the bathtub with you and it works just as great. No kidding. Yeah. Oh, wow. I yeah, I've heard that. a lot about this. So yeah, I want to, I mean, I'm, I'm constantly trying to bring these, um, like these little tidbits up. And I think, I think people who look at cannabis users who use it medically and say, oh, you're using it every day. You're just getting stoned every day. Yeah. Uh, so there's no medical benefit. But you've got to remember that you need to build up some tolerance in order to live a normal functioning life with, with like reasonable doses, right? So there's a yeah. lot of pain patients like yourself seem to be better off using, you know, 30, 40, 50 milligrams a day. Right. Microdosing little by little. Because you're literal, yeah, but you're using it pretty much every day. So your your tolerance to the side effects is pretty good. Yeah. But you still get the therapy. Oh, definitely. It's like any medication, but only when you usually with opiates, you would build up a tolerance and then it doesn't work for you anymore. With cannabis, that doesn't happen. You're still getting the benefits, but you are fairly clear-headed and you don't realize. In fact, what you're doing is you're building up to a therapeutic level. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And this is like, there's a lot of this that doesn't, uh, doesn't get educated through to the patients exactly. that much that this tolerance can be a, it can be reasonable. It can be a good thing. It is because you're not walking around stoned all the time. You're clear headed. You can actually manage having a life as opposed to being knocked down and out. Right. Where do you think you would be if like you never got introduced to cannabis? Like if cannabis never came in your life, where do you think you would be? What do you think would be happening? I get scared to think because I've had a lot of tragedy, unfortunately, in my family with a aunt and uncle that committed suicide due to pain issues. I had a cousin that died of an overdose and another cousin that almost followed. So 
it's scary to think of what path my life could have gone on if I hadn't gone on this one. I'm very thankful that I went this direction. Yeah. Oh, wow. Are your, uh, are your family and friends pretty supportive of your cannabis use or do you kind of have to hide it from everybody or? I did, you know, in the day when I was raising kids, I was terrified of being found out. And now I've just come right out of the proverbial closet. My family supports me. My friends support me. They all think it's wonderful that I'm having a purpose and helping people through the group because before I was just sick and a patient, it's given me a purpose to get up every day and, and I enjoy talking to people and helping them out. That's so awesome. What's your, what's the uh, thing you like or what's the thing you don't like about like Utah's system? You've seen it from the beginning, right? Right. What do you wish you saw? I think the computer system needs a lot of help. Patients have a hard time navigating it. I would like to see patient caps removed. Doctors don't have any other limitations. There's no reason for them. I really think we need some education with our law enforcement. We just had another patient come into one of the pharmacists the, the other day and said that they were cited and had their medicine removed. This is illegal. So we tell people, keep a physical copy, even though they have a virtual one in your phone. I suggest keeping a physical copy of your card on you at all times and to know your rights, because it states in the Utah Code that officers are not allowed to use any means to take your medicine or hold you or cite you if you're following the law. So just make sure that you have the right formats on you. Don't have, say, a joint, because that's right. illegal. Yep. Don't have a pipe, a lighter, no pipe. a joint with your flower. Right. And if you do have flower on you, all it states in the law is that it needs to be in a tamper-proof opaque container. So if you just put a little lock on your bag or your case, I'd say you'd be fine because that's per law. Yep. Absolutely. So, so you don't need to leave it in the original packaging from the pharmacy? I, for some reason, I thought maybe you needed to leave it in there too, just to kind of show because it has a receipt and everything on there. And you know what I've done, this is so stupid because some of these bottles are huge. Yeah. I don't want to walk around with a bunch of them. So if I'm away from the home, I put some of these bottles in a bag in my car so I can produce them if it's needed. As far as what I need, if I'm away from home and I'm not driving because I don't do a lot of driving these days, I just keep my medicine bag that is has a lot combination. And they say that your bat, if you have it on you after the purchase, that you cannot have, I guess, any more than 10% of what's been prescribed. So I guess they want to make sure that you're not going to go out, sell it to somebody else. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, there's all these details, right? Yeah, there is. And so you could get caught up in so many of them. But yeah, officers are really, not all of them are following the law. Now we have some that have actually come into the pharmacies and asked for copies that the law that we printed up so that they could know themselves how it's written. So I, I applaud them completely for wanting to be abreast of what's going on. It seems like to me, though, if these officers were giving people citations and if these people were legal, then the case would get dropped. It would seem like that it would. We've already seen many dropped, okay. but we've also seen People have to pay lawyers just to get it that far, and that shouldn't be happening. They shouldn't have to petition to get their medicine back. It shouldn't be taken in the first place. Yeah, no, I I agree one hundred percent. I just yeah, curious. yeah, yeah. Nobody. We had a lady's hundred dollar cream taken. I mean, come on, that's ridiculous. Yeah, 
Let's uh, actually talk a little bit because I remember that cream in the the, the, the post in yeah. the Facebook group. We haven't really talked about the Facebook group a whole lot. I think I mentioned it at the beginning. Uh-huh. This group is such a great community for, you know, the the seniors of, you know, the people that have used cannabis for 20, 30 years and then those right. that are maybe one day old. You know, so there, there's all different uh, ex type of expertise levels and everybody seems to just get along and everybody's so full yep. of support in there, you know, to help help each other out, whether it's uh, with a new pharmacy or uh, uh, with a strain or something. It's, 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 it's cool. Yeah, we've told people there's no stupid question. We're all in a different place. We're learning constantly. Even me, I, I learn every day something new. It's amazing. So I think that we're all on that spectrum of knowledge and we can help each other along. Now, this group, you mentioned like uh, it was in a parade in Madden. Uh -huh. Now, is that typically, I mean, obviously COVID's going on right now. So it probably there's not a whole lot going on. Oh, no, on like not that. this year. But do you guys typically like meet up and stuff, like have get togethers and stuff like that? We have. Um, before we voted on Prop 2, we had several rallies. And then since then, We've had a few gatherings before COVID. We are constantly working with the people that work on the Hill to promote changes in the law and just mainly an education group. That's our big thing. Um, we've done meetings at senior centers to teach them about cannabis. And of course, that was pre-COVID. So we're hoping that things will start opening up a little bit more so we can continue the knowledge base. How do those go over the the education at the senior centers? How do those go over? Really well. One of our gr group admins, uh, Sean McDonald, he went out there and did some awesome demonstrations, and it was well received. Are many of them going and getting their cards? Do you know? I don't personally, but I sure hope so. Yeah, we had somebody uh, want to come in from a from a. A, f a home like that, right? Or a skilled nursing facility or an old folks home, so to speak, right? Mm -hmm. And they wouldn't let them out. The facility, because of COVID, they were all locked down and they requested to come to my appointment and they asked them, you know, what, what's the doctor you're going to go see? Who are you going to go see? What's it about? And he said, uh, yeah, medical cannabis card. And they were like, yeah, no, you're not leaving oh for that. Gosh. They wouldn't let him out. That's horrible. So do you have a, a, a favorite strain? I'm always curious. I ask people that come through here, like what their favorite strains are. And uh, I do. Unfortunately, they don't have it here yet. It's called oh, Blue Dream. Blue Dream. Love oh, yeah, it. Blue Dream. Classic. Yes. Nice, even profile. It gives me energy to be able to get things done and tackles the pain at the same time. What are your thoughts on recreational cannabis? Uh, I know we kind of lightly talked about, like, obviously in your younger years, you did, you know, a lot of recreational, mm -hmm. but, but what do you think of uh, adult use recreational? I'm honestly for it. Yeah. To me, kids are going to experiment regardless. I would rather them experiment with that than I would alcohol. Alcohol is related to crime and accidents and fatalities. You just don't get domestic violence, and all these other incidents going on with weed. You, the most you get, and I shouldn't have called it weed, the most you get is uh, people that get the munchies and want to relax and, and be calm and happy. You do not get people that are going to be disruptive. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. I, I agree. And it's totally yeah. fine. You can call it weed. You can call it whatever you want. <laughs> yeah. People have a, a thing about that, though. We call it cannabis now. To me, it, it's 
fine anyway. Yeah, I don't. I don't really care. Don't take yourself too seriously now. That's you right. Know? Come on. Okay. I prefer marijuana, honestly. Like, that's just <laughs> some people online get really testy about that. You'd be surprised. They do. We've like just like our name at utahmarijuana.org. Sometimes people make comments on our site. I bet about how I, you know, we don't like that name. You've got to move to cannabis. And I, I get it. I get it. Yeah. But I never have anybody question what I do. You know, uh, it's utahmarijuana.org. Like no one questions. That's great. I'm kind of interested in your neck because you had talked about waking up with trigeminal neuralgia, but then you talked about your neck. How did you end up with the fusion through your neck? That's a funny story. First, I got fibromyalgia, and I'm honestly thinking that that's a stem of what was going on in my neck. One day, I woke up, and my left arm was numb. Couldn't figure that out, so they did an MRI, and that's when they found out that I had several bulging discs, many bone spurs. I'd had several accidents, one in my teens and one in my 20s that was pretty severe. And they're thinking that it's a result of that in age. So, yeah, they went in and cleaned up all the bone spurs, took out the bulging disc. And we tried to be conservative in the first surgery, but it didn't work. But the place above had too much pressure on it. And so I had a second surgery. So that's where I'm from C3 or C2. Sorry, C3 to T1. C3 to T1. That's a pretty good amount of... But you notice I got great movement. I can move my head now better than I could before because all the movement is in your C1, C2. Oh, wow. That's pretty interesting. When when did you have all this done? The last operation was October of last year. So I'm at my one-year anniversary. Oh, a happy anniversary. Were you <laughs> so when you did this, did you were you were a cannabis user then when you had your surgery? Yes. So how did you take the pain control? What was your plan with pain control after surgery? Did your surgeon say, Oh yeah, this is okay? Now I'm more open because I have my card and things have progressed, but back then it wasn't quite at that place yet. So I kept it to I kept it to myself. Um he wasn't comfortable in being a qualified medical provider for through the state. So, cause I asked him and it just got dropped after that. Uh, I l- actually left the hospital after one day because I knew I could take care of the pain better at home. And I was not getting the relief I needed from their medication. Oh, wow. I was only on pain pills, maybe two days. That's pretty amazing for that type of surgery. Yeah. That's I still incredible. have a bottle for emergencies from that a year ago. So, right. Do you think that cannabis and the pain medicine work together? I think they can, yeah. But you also are going to be a lot more out of it. I don't like pain pills. They make me sick. They make me tired. And all I do is sleep. <laughs> so funny that that's, the, that's one of the people, that's what people say about cannabis. Yeah. <laughs> like people who don't no. like it, they're like, oh, I just go to sleep. And you know, that's, that's again in the tolerance, I think. Yeah. Because you're probably I not falling asleep the same now. Way. Yeah. Yeah, no, you once you get used to it, it's like that last thing you want to do. It's like I want to clean the house. I want to get moving. Yeah, my, get my going. body feels good. I can reward, move. Yeah, reward yourself with yeah. the whole chicken. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's been a long ride and I'm glad it went the way it did because if I hadn't have found cannabis, I could have gone down some pretty bad roads. And so I'm thankful to my aunt for giving me more knowledge. I'm thankful for the group for giving me a purpose. And I'm just happy to be able to move and not be in so much pain. 
Did you ever think Utah was going to get medical uh, cannabis? No. I really thought we were going to have to move. Yeah. Were you thinking about moving there for a while? Oh, yeah. We were thinking the moment my husband retired, we'd be out. Yeah. Go to like a legal state, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was living under the wire like we were. That That's scary, especially when you had young kids. But as things started progressing and the kids got over 18, I felt a lot more able to put myself out there and not be afraid. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Thanks. So you would you would uh, you would suggest all of our listeners if they don't have their their medical cards go get their medical cards right? Oh yes, and you only have two months because as of January first, it's no longer going to be legal to possess cannabis. But up until January first, it's a blanket protection that anybody can. So you know you've got two months to be able to get this all in order, and law enforcement is just going to come down harder. So, so I didn't under, I didn't, maybe I didn't follow you there with that. So you're saying in two months, we won't have protection. How the protection works is they wrote in the law that you could possess cannabis as long as it was in the formats and the amounts allotted up until January 1st. After January 1st, you have to have a medical cannabis card or you will be illegal. Oh, I got you. I got you. So you're, you're talking about like the letters and stuff. I will. I yeah. Was, yeah. But you know, this protection also is what allows people to bring in their medicine from out of state because it's a blanket protection. Anybody, it reads anybody that has cannabis in the formats that are allowed until January 1st. And so where people have been worried about going out of state and getting their medicine, that's where that blanket protection comes in the law. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Sure. So, that once you have it inside the state lines, yeah. you're protected. Yeah, by Utah law. Of course, it doesn't cover federal or other states, but sure. most states like Wendover in, in Nevada, they've been awesome about working with us. They even give us a, a discount with our medical cards. <laughs> We're keeping them in business. I mean, who, who does anybody <laughs> even live it, right? in Wendover? I mean, isn't aren't, aren't all their customers from Utah probably? <laughs> probably. <laughs> I mean, it's, and who knows yeah, if it's going to end soon? They're going to have to work on those prices. So that's for sure. Yeah, no, and I still haven't even been out to that dispensary out there in Wendover. Have you? I haven't either. No, I've, I've, I haven't been out there. Every time I hear about it, I hear that the line is like it's like five hours to get in there. Oh my gosh! Wow. Um, I've heard Salt Lake to be like that. Salt Lake is two days. I've heard Salt Lake's two days to get in. Oh Dragonfly, but. But I think that's getting better as uh, the other dispensaries open right. up. The Cure Leaf, the the Wholesome. I, you know, and I, sorry, I call them dispensaries because that's what they are. That's what we're used to. That's right, what they that's are. What I'm used to. They just want sorry, to rebrand Rich, it. I, you know. <laughs> <laughs> or sorry, Mindy. <laughs> <laughs> but it's the truth. It's been rebranded for Utah style. Right. Well, we should probably let you go. Uh, you know, I don't want to keep you here too too much longer. Unless well, I don't know, do you have do you have any other questions for her, Tim, or or? Uh, no, I don't. Thanks, Shelly, for coming on and telling us Thank your story. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Yeah, absolutely. We'd love to even, you know, we'd love to bring uh, people back through and, and kind yeah. of, uh, actually, you know what I was going to say, Tim, when we were talking about that dispensary in uh, Wendover is we should take some portable podcast gear and like do a podcast out there or something like that. I don't know. That could be kind of fun, maybe. Oh, yeah. That'd be way fun. I don't know. Talk to some of the patients. They'll, they'll, they'll be like, hey, what are we doing? Like, get, please come back. Please come back. All the customers have gone. 
how can uh, how can can listeners connect with you at all, Shelley? Is that is that possible? I guess in the oh, yeah. group or I take message requests all the time online, and they can find us on Facebook, on Twitter. That we also have a page. It has less clutter, but it has important information we put out, especially about the bills. So uh, yeah, just look us up, Utah Patients for Cannabis and Natural Choices. We're big on education. Come join us. And I think it was episode five that we had Mario on. Was I, yeah. I think so. Uh, way back in the beginning, we need we need to get him back through again on a little more recent episode. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I think so. He's he's involved with you. He's the he's the president. He's like the the. the he's the, our go getter. I'll yeah. tell you what. He's the he's the most healthy out of all of us. So he's the one that does all the events. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, he did an event. uh, There was an event a couple of weeks ago. We donated a visit to uh, a suicide prevention event that he was involved Uh with, I think, up in Ogden. And and we had donated one one evaluation visit um, to that. Yeah. So when you get these events going again, let's, yeah, we'll be, we'll be happy to support them. Awesome. How can listeners get a hold of you, Tim? What's uh, what's the website? All that good information for what you got going the on. The website's easy, utahmarijuana.org. You can you can find us there and uh, use the chat, the new chat feature. Oh, Ask nice. us questions about uh, about anything you need. We've got people, uh, yeah, standing by during the daytime hours usually, and that's the that's the easiest way to get a hold of me and find out more information. You can find our podcast there with uh, summary articles. If you want to read about them before you listen to them for some reason. How about you, Chris? Uh, you can listen to my other podcast. I am Salt Lake at IamSaltLake.com. Go give that one a listen. We've been chatting with a lot of uh, uh, different foodie people here in the area. You know, I figure with COVID and everything, uh, a lot of these food establishments are taking a bit of a hit. So it's kind of like I want to support them and and make sure they stay in business. Because I, you know, every so often I hear about another place closing and you're just like, ah. I know. I know. There's so much good food closing. Especially here in Utah. Like we need the mom and pop places because that adds the diversity in the in the in the different uh things there. But also if anybody is listening, uh reach out to Tim or myself if you're interested in coming on the podcast and sharing any of your story or if you're doing anything cool in the in the cannabis community or the hemp community, uh we'd love to possibly bring you on the podcast. Yeah, absolutely. Any final words, Tim, words of wisdom or Shelly, anything more you want to say? Just join us out on Facebook. We'll teach you everything you need to know. Awesome. All right. right. Thanks, Shelly. Stay safe out there, guys.